0: I was glad to see the expect at 8:15. Uh, they had the wrong screen as the authority screen, and it was totally unexpected. But uh, we had the expected screen up, so uh, we are continuing our Lenten journey, a visual journey uh, worth a thousand words. And we've been encouraging people to uh, uh, use social media to add images and photographs that speak to them about their. Lenten Journey, we've uh, covered topics like authority and wildness and uh, all sorts of uh, uh, different aspects of what it means to follow Jesus. And I think we've got a few more examples this week of some things that folks have set up. There we go. Look at the cross in the sky. That's cool. All sorts of wonderful images that evoke, and uh, I would encourage you to go ahead and go to Instagram or Twitter or Facebook uh, and download images, Uh, and this week we're looking for images uh, of expectation, today's theme, and then uh, for Easter Sunday, the theme is awe, so images that inspire awe in you, and you can see what other people post, and you can contribute your own images to that, and I appreciate everyone who's taken the time to do that. So today our theme is expectations. Expectations is one of those things that I think sets humans apart from every other species on this earth. No other animal, critter, no one else has... Your dog doesn't get up in the morning and have expectations for the day. We do. We get up and we have expectations for breakfast. We have expectations for our day. We have expectations of what will happen at work, what will happen at school, what will happen in our lives. We have career expectations. We have family expectations. We have expectations of our employer. We have expectations of our children. Our children have expectations of their parents. We have expectations of our government, of our community, and we have expectations of our church, of our church leaders and of each other in the church. Life is filled with expectations, and on Palm Sunday, we become very aware as we read the Scripture of all the expectations that people had for Jesus, expectations that really rose to the forefront on this day that He rode into Jerusalem. I invite you to read with me. Scripture today comes from the New Testament from the Gospel according to Mark, and we are reading starting at the beginning of the 11th chapter. Let us listen for God's word to us. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, You will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it, and we'll send it back here shortly. Well, they went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying that colt? And they answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks. You always bless us in the reading and the hearing of your most sacred word. May that word find its home in our hearts this day. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would rest upon me, guiding my thoughts, removing from my lips any words but your own, that with faithfulness and with integrity, I might proclaim the wonderful good news of your redeeming love. Amen. Expectations. We can see as Jesus rides into Jerusalem that the crowd was filled with expectations. Differing expectations for sure, but expectations nonetheless. There were those in the crowd who expected Jesus to come in as a a spiritual reformer. As someone who would bring new life and, and new vitality and new vigor into the religious practices of the people. Someone who would, who would make the temple once again spectacular and the center point for the life of God with God's people. Jesus was expected to be a religious leader. At the same time, there were those who saw Jesus as a political champion. Someone who would once again work to reestablish the kingdom of David. There were those who longed for the independence and the prestige that Israel once had as its own nation, and they wanted Jesus to be the king of that nation. There were others in the crowd who saw Jesus as a threat, and they expected A military insurrection. Here he is riding into town, much like a general would ride in in a military conquest. And while it looked like perhaps the crowd was shouting Hosanna and waving palm branches, who knows what weapons they were hiding under their cloaks. And as the Roman soldiers looked on, their expectations were for a military conflict. Remember that Pontius Pilate was sent with one purpose only, to keep the peace. And so Pilate and all the Romans were always looking for the slightest bit of insurrection, the slightest bit of, of treason on an attempt at coups, and there had been quite a few. The expectations were mixed. And then you had the disciples, these folks who had been with Jesus for over three years now. For them, the expectations were great. It seemed like the plan was finally coming together. They had been with Jesus, they had seen him feed the hungry, they had seen him heal the sick, they had seen him give sight to the blind. They had seen him turn water to wine. They had seen him calm the storms, all of these things. But now, now that they were in Jerusalem, things were really going to start unfolding. Finally, the plan was about to take shape. But just as soon as all those different people with all those different expectations came together on that Palm Sunday, those expectations began to fall apart. And it happened for no one quicker than the disciples. Now, all those things that Jesus said about himself, all those explanations about who he was and what he had come to do, seemed like this was the time, this was the place. It was about to happen. And as soon as they built up their expectations, the plan begins to unravel. Jesus gets into a number of quarrels and, and arguments with the scribes and the chief priests. Jesus goes into the temple and He overturns the tables of the money changers and he, he chases off the people who are profiteering off of the piety of the religious folks who had come to gather for the Passover. And then that fateful day when they're in prayer when one of His own closest friend betrays Him with a kiss. Swords are drawn and Jesus is taken away into custody. He's interrogated. He's whipped. He is abused. He is tortured. And eventually, he is led out to be crucified on a cross. This was certainly not what the disciples had expected. This was certainly not according to their plan. But then again, isn't that the way life works? Rarely in life do things happen according to the plans that we make and if they did then right now I would be the senior pastor of First Presbyterian Church of Nassau in the Bahamas (laughs) but that plan didn't quite work out as human beings we have such limited perspective limited vision and frankly we set our goals so low the thing about expectations is they are rarely met. They are rarely met. Sometimes we miss them altogether. Sometimes we exceed them. But they're rarely met for what they are. I remember one time several years ago, Stacy and I, Will, have been married 32 years this June. Back when we were just kids, we were planning our 20th wedding anniversary. And we decided to go to an all-inclusive resort in Montego Bay, Jamaica. And I guess we spent about a year planning this, picking the resort, um, picking, you know, what days we were just going to lay on the beach and what days we'd have excursions and uh, what days she would shop and I'd play golf. You know, we had this whole big thing and we had requested this uh, one specific uh, room that had this beautiful ocean view and uh, we were all set. So we get down to uh, Jamaica and we find out that the room with the ocean view, well, if you stick your head out the window and kind of look sideways, there is an ocean over there. The one chair in the room was broken. The telephone didn't work. This is We didn't have cell phones back then. Telephone didn't work. No, no place to sit. It was horrible. And to top it off, there was a hurricane warning. And we had been advised we would probably have to remain in our rooms for a day or two. So we were very bummed nonetheless. But It was amazing, within a couple hours, the uh, steward, or I guess the concierge, comes knocking on our room door and says, because of the hurricane warning, some other folks have canceled, and they have an ocean view room for us. So we quickly gather all our stuff, and we move to this new, and it is the most amazing hotel suite we have ever been in with this wonderful panoramic view of the whole ocean and the best part was the hurricane turned north and never came so here we were a year of expectations we got there and our expectations were dashed it was not what we had hoped and dreamt of and then suddenly it was more than we could have ever expected how often in life that happens Things don't turn out the way we think they should or they will. Often it's because God has a better plan. On Good Friday, as Jesus was hanging on that cross, no one had dreamt, no one dared hope, no one expected, no one had planned that on Easter morning, God was going to raise Jesus from the dead. People were worried about their political views. They were worried about their government. They were worried about their religious life. They were worried about their families, their traditions. And yet God was worried about their salvation. That was God's plan all along. You see, God's dreams are always bigger than our dreams. God's plans are always better than our plans God's expectations are always higher than our expectations. In the coming months, this congregation is going to make a transition. You will call a new pastor. And each and every one of you has hopes and dreams and expectations and fears and anxieties concerning this new pastor. Well, here's what I want to tell you. Your new pastor will not be as bad as you fear or as good as you expect. It never works that way. Nonetheless, God is sending a shepherd to you. God is sending a leader to you. Someone who will help you continue down the path of discipleship that you have been walking for these many, many years. It will not go as planned. It will not be what you expect. And that's the good news. Because God's plans are greater than your plans. And God has greater expectations than you have for yourselves. Friends, I don't know the details of tomorrow. But I want you to remember that your lives and all of your tomorrows are in God's hands and there is no better place to be. I want to close today with a passage from uh, the Apostle Paul. This comes from the uh, third chapter of his letter to the Ephesians. It's, It's kind of a benediction, which is unusual that it's actually in the middle of the letter but I think it is so appropriate for where you are as a congregation. Listen to the Apostle Paul when he says, Now to Him, who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Friends, I invite you to stand and receive the blessing. If you are a guest with us, uh, we are delighted to have you worshiping with us. Uh, we have these orange cards. Hopefully you've found them and they're in the pew racks. You can give them to an usher later in the day. Um, I hope you'll join us for one of our worship services on Thursday at 7, Good Friday at noon or at 6.30, 9 30, or 11 o'clock. Uh, next Sunday for Easter. And if you have come here today with uh, uh, just a a burden on your heart or you'd just like to have a moment of prayer with someone, we're going to have a member of our prayer team here by the baptismal font after worship and they'd be delighted to pray with you. And now, my friends, go in peace. Love one another. Put your trust in the Lord our God. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with you and those you love now and forever. Amen.